inside this whip. He rained out his burner. Mama looking at me, crying. She asking when they can stop the murder. Till when did they first stop burning? Till there was no more hurdles. Pop green up, no kernels. This lean designer, no Virgil. No Tesla, I'm a mega pilot. They told my homie, so I gotta break a silence. Welcome back, man. It's the Harder Report. We're back. The trio's back. Kev is back from the luxurious or the vacation, man. He was West Coast living for a while. Um, it's good to be back. Uh, not, I want to say a lot of stuff has happened, but not really. But we're still going to get into the details of the NBA because it's never a dull moment. Um, it's just not always fireworks. Um, but before we get into all that, um, I'm going to shoot it to you, Kev. Tell us how you've been, man. Uh good very good time off still kind of missed the pod like even when man sent the message last night i was like oh like i was planning on my sunday i forgot we had to record still but it's very good to be back um one thing like being in the west coast i understand the difference now like in terms of basketball right like any middle school we passed by had like 30 basketball courts lined up back to back like it looked like it was like a prison thing. Meanwhile, like over here, you have a four max, right, in a school. So you kind of see the difference in how, why they're so much better. You can see the focus that's put on it. So that mm. was interesting. I, I was supposed to take a picture. I don't know if I have one. I might try and find one. Yeah, send that over, man. I know Cali's producing athletes these days. I think I read a report and they said California, Florida, and Texas pr- produce like 60% of athletes in the major four sports or something like that. It's I'm crazy. Talking- 30 basketball courts at one middle school like if you've seen it it's like if you go outside for recess that's your only option but you Crazy. just imagine like you finish school at like 3 30 and ball starts at four <laughs> like and then the real late game start at seven like that yeah. has to be beautiful timing like you know what i mean oh uh, yeah when you're a youth but like if you're an adult now and then you're finishing at five six by the time you're home at six o'clock and no chance of catching the early games true true i guess it works both ways but chris how you been man I'm here, fam. I'm here still. It's been a eventful week for me as well. Still, man's lost the fight, got back stuck. Um, so now man's just you know in recovery mode. As long as long as you join the good side, man, we'll see what happens because yeah, these variants are popping up left and center. I don't know what's going on. I don't even know if they know what's going on, but I'm here for the ride. But let's dig into it though, because we got a few things we want to talk about today. So. First, let's start with the Larry Nance trade. Um, so I don't really know how to how to position this because like it's a bit weird. So basically, Larry Nance got traded to oh, my eyes itch me. He got traded to I believe it was Chicago. Uh, oh no, sorry, it was Portland um, for Lori Marketing. It was a three three team trade, and then the Bulls ended up um, getting Derek Jones Jr. And then there were some picks involved. Um, there were some picks involved, definitely, but I just want to speak about it from like a very high level in terms of like what team won. And I, if I had to pick a winner for this team, I think it would probably be uh, the Chicago Bulls because they weren't going to pay Markin anyway. I don't think they were going to match his qualifying offer or they were going to even match any offer he got in restricted free agency. Um, Derek Jones Jr. obviously isn't freaking Kobe Bryant, but he's still a useful rotation player. I think he can come in and play some solid defense. Because um, I know Patrick Williams is supposed to fill that role of being, like, you know, the primary defender, but he's a bit of a 3-4, so I, I can't imagine him guarding some of the bigger wings, um, or smaller wings, I should say. 
So I think Derek Jones Jr. will fit well there. And then I don't understand Laurie Marketing going into to, to fucking, uh, what's it called? Cleveland. It's like, is Cleveland trying to hoard all the bigs in the league? Like it's a fantasy league? Like I, I don't understand. You have Mobley. You have Jared Allen that you just paid for five years, $200 million. Fresh oh, sorry, I've, Yeah, the fresh ink that you can't fresh. trade. You can't trade that until I think it's December. 45-year, $100 million. Um, then you also just signed Laurie Markin into damn near $20 million a year. I think it was what? It was like 60s. I don't know the specifics of the deal, but let me pull it up. But nonetheless, you signed him for a decent amount of money. Um, and then you still have Kevin Love on the roster. So my thing is, I don't... Oh, four years, 67 for marketing. Uh, so I guess not 20, but still more than I would have paid him. But anyways, I just don't understand what the purpose of this deal is. Like, I understand the other two teams got marginally better. But what is Cleveland trying to gain from this? Because I don't think you pay that guy to come off your bench, but he has to come off your bench because you drafted Mobley third overall and you already cemented Jared Allen as your starter. So I'm asking you, Kev, like, what, do you, what are your first thoughts about this deal? Because this, when I first seen this and I really read into the details, I was hella confused. Uh, the Cavs are playing fantasy basketball, as you said, still. I'm going to tell you why. Because <laughs> the way they're looking at it as... Man like Larry Markkinen, all this potential, a decent player in this league. I can get him for four years, $67 million. Why not? I have the money. See? What they're going to say is at the very least, a couple months from now, I can just trade him. But that's the thing. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't. Because if he goes there and he stinks it up like he's been stinking it up in Chicago, or if he's injured like he's been injured in Chicago, now that's dead weight. That's a guy you have to play along with Jared Allen, and Evan Mobley. We're talking about three guys who all we would all say deserve minutes who just signed fresh contracts. So what are you doing? It's going to end badly. Why am I hearing about Kevin Love buyout talks after you sign marketing? After you draft Evan Mobley? That should have been a conversation before you decided to do this. Now, maybe it was. I would assume that it was. But I didn't hear about it until you traded for marketing, which is foolishness to me. It's bad business because if you, can't, if you can buy out Kevin Love, this makes a lot more sense. If I find out you can't buy out Kevin Love, this is, it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. You're paying Kevin Love over $30 million. You're now giving marketing, what, $14, 15000000 million a year. You just gave a Jared Allen 20 And... Just drafted Evan Mobley third overall. That is a lot of resources committed to four players who we don't know is going to play. We don't know which one of them is going to play. It's a idiotic still. Yeah, before we even get to <clears throat> if these mans are, if the deal itself, like the money and like how they're investing money and all of that type of stuff, like I'm just trying to look at are these niggas even good, bro? And we don't know if Lori's good. No, nah, I know he's we, not good still. Like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, they're betting on the upside to say that, you know, he had a great rookie season. He had that one year in his rookie season. That, and I never like to see when a, when a player's best year is their first year. Because that's telling me that it's either the league figured you out or you're not improving in the areas that you should. We should be able to see improvement, if not one multiple areas as you progress in your career or you're dead food to me so it's like the 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 this the music stopped on Lori marketing fan when all mans were going around in chairs the music stopped and there's no chair for Lori marketing and 
all of a sudden the Cavaliers decided that they wanted to come and save the day. For what reason, I don't know, because they didn't have a need for him. So why do you why do you feel like you need to come and save the day? And why do you feel like you need to give him sixty seven million dollars? Who else was doing that? Like I, that's that's the point where I'm not understanding. It's like who, who else is doing with? it? Who are, that's what I'm saying. Who are you competing with? Yeah, look, where look you how, have to shell out that type of money? I don't, I don't understand. Free agency still. Like he wasn't so, the, the music stopped. The music stopped. It's like they they pulled up to the party, <laughs> and they said, "Yo, you're you're here alone. You're forward." Like what? Come on, bro. There's no there's, there was no need for that. And then you look at you know. Yes, what what's on their roster? This whole Kevin Love thing is this. They never should have signed him in the beginning. LeBron left, and they was like, "Yo, we still have Kevin Love, so we'll compete." All right, cool. They had multiple chances to trade him early on, and they decided that nah, they're not going to. Now, when it's time to trade them, they're realizing that nobody wants the man, and Kevin Love is realizing that nobody wants me. So, what am I gonna do? Let me just easy. I already have my championship. Let me soak up sixty million more dollars. It's just all bad over there. Now you have you have Mobley. Mobley didn't even have that good of a off, of a of a summer league. No, no, he didn't have a good summer league. <laughs> but but I'm not trying to like yeah he okay he didn't have a good summer league right and it's because he was playing at the four. So now you have Kevin Love that has to play five because he can't play four. You have Jared Allen that has to play five because he can't play four. You have Laurie Markkinen that is shit, so it doesn't matter if he can play four because he's bad. And now you have Mobley. It's like for Mobley, I'm cheesed, fam. Because like, why did you do this to me then? Why did you Why did you invest in me if you knew that you're gonna turn around and then get another guy that I have to now compete for? And Laurie Markkinen thinks so high of himself that he thinks he's a starter. He's probably gonna be looking at Mobley saying, "I'm better than you." How is that supposed to help the guy that you drafted third overall? But Chris, I don't know what they're doing, bro. You said it. You said cream rises to to the top, fam. This is what this is my argument. But but here's what I'm saying: it it does, but at the same point, like you don't want to put roadblocks in the way. Like, hey, that's what I was saying. It's different. No, but it's different though. Because what I was saying, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that you have to. The cream rises to the crop in the sense that the best players are going to rise to the crop is what I believe, or should rise to the crop. But if the team is purposely doing things. To disadvantage the player that they brought in, that that's when I'm saying. Well, then what's the point? It's like if we drafted, if we drafted, um, what's his name? If we drafted Suggs, and then we then turned around and got Spencer Dinwiddie. It's like why then? Why would we do that then? But this what's is the what point? I was saying you can't talk in those absolutes. Originally, when you were saying cream rises to the crop, yeah, it sounds cool when you're when it's a punchline, but in reality, it's not true because th- you you want to do what's best for. This player, you want to give player every single chance to succeed. I agree with you. Had we went out and signed, did then we have to draft and sucks? It would look stupid as hell, and that's exactly what the Cavs did. Like, you went out first of all. Again, you didn't when you signed when you um, drafted Mobley. You hadn't even re-signed Jared Allen yet. That's the crazy part about all this. They, uh, the 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 deal came before they drafted. Or after or before you said yeah, yeah, because free agency was after, after. Yeah. So they yeah. drafted Mobley, right? And I don't think there was ever a big question as if they were going to re-sign Jared Allen. But the fact of the matter is this happened after. So you signed your center forward of the future, then re-signed your last year center forward of the future, then went out and got another power forward of the future. All why and, and this is the crazy part about it. The entire time I'm thinking about Evan Mobley playing with Jared Allen, I didn't even remember that Kevin Love was on that roster. 
I was penciling Evan Mobley in as a, I, I get it. Kevin Love not going to show up most nights. I get it, but same ways. The fact of the matter is, like, I was even yeah, considering Kevin Love, Kevin Love is a so. player. He's not now playing. You, now you add Merkman. Kevin Love probably averages fifteen games over. Bro, that guy has no but, interest in playing basketball. <laughs> like, okay, but yo, if no the man's practicing, if the man's like, yo, he's taking up resources. My point being, right there when he's in, when he's supposed to play, they're going to game plan for him. It just doesn't make sense, bro. It doesn't. Yeah, um, Bad Jared team, Allen man. signed and signed that contract on July twentieth. I didn't even realize that's crazy. Bad team, but on the bro. other side, it's like for the on, I didn't understand the trade for multiple mans, even Portland. Like, I, I guess Larry Nance is a good player. He's definitely a good player, but like, I guess I guess this is what they have to do to try and appease. I don't think that's getting it done. Like, that's not appeasing. But I don't think you can look at it from that perspective. I think it was just a matter of how can we but get marginally he, better. But how does he improve the team though? Because he's he better than Derrick Jones Jr. Yeah, he definitely improved the team. Without having to give up Mans, much. It's a marginal yeah, yeah. upgrade for, Mans, for minimal Mans, resources. Because of the whole Dame thing, Mans have reached a point where if the deal is not making us a contender, Mans are looking at it sideways. But in reality, I guess that's the reason why. So, if you look like, at it in isolation, you're just making your team better. Dame or not. Like, there's no risk in this. You're giving up Derrick Jones Jr. Who? Mans aren't convincing me that guy's anybody. He's ass. <laughs> he can defend. Okay, but the thing is, if he's not playing with CJ and Dame, He's ass. That's why he starts. True. If you have him coming off the bench, he's ass. So you're going to get Larry Nance who can pass, defend, could do a lot of things on the court. And we don't Does Larry Nance do. start though? No, but I'm saying like... Why not? He can start. I, I don't know. I don't know if he does. Right? But what I'm... I don't start think him at the four beside... Before I Narcos, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But regardless, he's going to be a good player is what I'm saying. I know he's a good player in league, so... I'm taking that every day. Still. Chicago should have been the one to get Larry Nance. Honestly, yeah, they don't have any. They don't have any bigs behind Ner- uh, behind Vooch. Yeah, I take, but I guess they got a first for that, so like they'll take that. But me, I would have taken uh, I would have taken Nance still. But yo, my question is, even if Chicago had gotten Nance, is that a suitable backup center? Like, I don't think that's who I want as my backup center. Like, yes, better than who? But they don't have a backup center right now. Let me so see it's the like... roster right now. But, like, even so, like, I wouldn't make that trade knowing I'm getting Larry Nance to play him as a backup center. To me, that just doesn't make sense because he, he can play backup center in spot minutes, but I'm not game planning for him to be my official backup but center. isn't your backup center spot minutes? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. What? If you have Patrick Williams is have not Vooch. <laughs> but I'm saying, even if you pay 35, 35 minutes of no. Vooch, still yeah. leaves minutes. Fam, if Vooch plays 35 minutes, at least 13 minutes at the center spot, what are you talking about? Yeah, it's, it's Vooch. Yeah, Vooch. Vooch is going to play. We're talking 13 minutes, Robs. Come on. I don't know if 13 and minutes who, I don't of, even know of, of Larry Nance's of... center is good basketball, though. Let me check okay, it. Right? How, Tony Bradley. How many centers? But what's the alternative? How Tony many Bradley? centers in the I mean, league I mean, are better Tony than Larry Bradley, Nance? Tony Bradley can hold it down for the 13. The thing is, how many send <laughs> rack-up centers are better <laughs> than Larry Nance? That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm Tony, asking. Tony Bradley I'm not had, saying had, that. Had there's a, many Tony Bradley had a good season last year. Especially you're talking about a man that can actually pass, can rebound, can do a lot of things on the court. Like, I take I'm not over. denying that. I just don't think that that that's winning. Those are good minutes. Like I'm not yeah, denying the are, fact that he can physically do it. I just don't think a six nine Larry Nash is playing center. Let's keep it a buck. Most of your backup centers are not giving you good minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but then I'm not good, trading yeah. for someone that can't give me good minutes. It's one thing to sign a man for the cheap. You traded, yeah. You traded for Derrick Jones Jr. Who trade? Yeah, but Derrick Jones Jr. is a wing defender. That that, that that's a skill that's Yo, needed. Taking Larry Nance can probably guard the same man as Derrick Jones Jr. No, nah, I don't know about that. So. Larry Nance cannot. It's close. No, but it's, it's for close. instance, even if we take I the case of Portland. No, nah, let's take I a case of like Portland, right? 
I think they probably have the same defensive but, impact in their own my league. Point, my point is that yeah. no, there's I don't think it's and, and DJ Jake in defense. Though. Because, because, you know, I, think, I, I think their goal junior like can guard... Can guard yeah, like Derek the wings. Derrick Rose is not no one on one. No, but he's, he's, he's a body you can throw at wings. I don't think Derrick yeah, Nance so can guard. Nance. Nance is a body you can throw at wings. A man like a man like say CG McCollum. Larry Nance can't guard that. Yeah, but Larry Nance can't. But Derrick Jones Jr. can't guard Tatum. So it's like Larry Nance, Larry Nance Jr. Jr. can't guard Tatum. That's what no, 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 no. I'm saying Derrick Jones Jr. can't can't. Why not? Him. He's a body. They're Derek, on the same side. Derek, Derek Jones Jr. can't guard the, Tobias Harris. That's a good one. Nance can't or guard Tobias, Tobias or Tobias Harris. Yeah. Okay, but that's he's a bigger forward. But I'm talking about smaller guards or two guards and then medium sized yeah, and, and Larry Nance can guard the bigger the bigger forwards. Okay, but what I'm, what I'm the, saying is, when you have whatever. Patrick Williams on the team, how much more people do you need to defend those type of guys? Patrick, Patrick Williams, Williams is, gonna guard. is supposed to be the one to guard the wings, though. He's going to be the wing star for this year. But that's what I'm saying. He's guarding the big wings and the forwards, and you have and you have uh, Lonzo as well. But what I'm saying, he's going to guard the big wings and the fours. And then you get a man like Darren Jones Jr. to guard the Bro, smaller two. Backup minutes, anyway. <laughs> so like you, you, you have me on a tangent. You have me going down roads. Not a single man that we're talking about right now was a starter. <laughs> like, I'm like, wait, 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 wait. You have not me going down roads. I'm deep not dive, deep dive, deep dive. <laughs> that's crazy. Like, that's what? actually crazy. Man's actually fell into the rabbit hole on that one. My. <laughs> um, let's move forward then, because I feel like that's more enough time that. We- we should have gave to Derek Jones Jr. and Larry Nance. But shout out them. Um, Cleveland, get your shit together because I don't know what the fuck you guys are on. But anyways, let's move forward. Um, Nerlens Noel. So this is a bit of a sticky situation, but I'll explain what's going on. So um, basically, Nerlens Noel, from what I believe, and this is what I read in the story, so feel free to chime in and correct me if I'm saying anything incorrect. But what had happened was he didn't officially sign with Rich Paul the year before he went into free agency, but apparently he had left his agent and then he was advised by Rich Paul to make certain decisions that would benefit him in the long run, AKA bet on himself as opposed to taking a long-term deal. Um, Obviously that didn't work out for him because of injuries and other factors. And he ended up kind of diminishing his value. Um, So now he's turning around and, I, I I guess he's suing Rich Paul um, for f- bad advice. But from when the article I read, they're saying that he doesn't really have a basis to sue because he was never officially on contracts with Rich Paul. Rich Paul was just giving advice and advising him as to what he should do. Um, so I don't know. I don't know like what grounds you're really suing a man if a man touched you on your shoulder and said, what, hey. Fam, here's what happened. Here's what happened. Nerlens Noel owes Rich Paul money. And Rich Paul came for his money. And Nerlens Noel turned around and said, why am I giving you money when it's your fault why I lost out on $72 million over four years? So he decided to countersue. That's just the basics of it. He Wait, doesn't Rich Paul is suing him first? No, he didn't, Rich, uh, he, he he didn't sue grievance him, but he filed a, exactly, he mm-hmm. filed a grievance. Because Nerlens didn't pay him for um, a deal that he made. The, yeah. the, the a deal that he made Knicks, while right? he was still under yeah with the Knicks while well, he was still under understand. this is what I don't understand Rich before Paul. we go any further this is what I don't understand was he on clutch, clutch. sports yeah he was yes when, he was when he signed with because, the Knicks and he didn't pay him his his commission of the Knicks deal and that's, so and that's did that void the contract though because they were saying the report I said said that he he did not sign officially with clutch sports no fam this one this one I'm letting you know that's what I'm saying like the and basically what happened is 
he was with his former agent, right? Mm-hmm. And apparently he went to a party for Ben Simmons and Rich Paul was there. But around this time, he had fired his former agent. At this point, the deal with Dallas was on the table. And apparently, Rich uh, Nerlens Noel is saying that Rich Paul told me, do not sign that deal. You can get more. He was not a Rich Paul client at that point. He becomes a Rich Paul client after he turns it down and signs his qualifying offer. Then he becomes a Rich Paul client. Then he loses the money. And then he's still on Rich Paul's... He's still on... Clutch sports, whatever, whatever the thing is, and then he signs a new deal with the Knicks eventually, right? When he signs that deal with the Knicks, he then fires Rich Paul, but he never paid Rich Paul. But Nerlens Noel is saying that it's your fault why I didn't get paid seventy-two millions over four years. So you coming to me for any money after that is foolishness. So then he countersues. But again, like you said, he doesn't have a he doesn't have he Rich Paul wasn't his agent. Yo, can I add one thing to that though? The only, and I, I'm a, like trying to explain this because like everyone's saying how Rich Paul is not his agent, and it's what what I know is for a lot of um, uh, professions, they the governing bodies put in place like practices, like ethics, things you can and can't do, right? Even if you're not specifically his agent, his this or his that. So, for example, if I'm a financial advisor, right, and I and I adhere to the guidelines that a financial advisor is supposed to. If I can't give information, I'm, I'm liable if I give information to someone. Even you if you have to operate in good practice, right? So even if, even if I'm not one, even if you're not one of my clients, I still can't just say anything, anything, tell you to do something because I can still be held um, liable for it, right? So I don't know if being an agent is like that. It, I would assume it, sh- it should be because obviously it's an established business. There's a lot of money involved. A lot of people can get you know wronged a lot and things like that. So I would assume that that does exist, but based on what people are saying, it looks like it doesn't. The only thing I would say to that is like what Nerlens is obviously a big thing that gets lost is, is the fact that he's countersuing, right? He didn't just sue out of nowhere. He sued because Rich Paul's coming to him for money. And from a, you know, us like not speaking as a business standpoint, I'd obviously understand why Nerlens would say fuck off. Right. But at the same time, I don't yes. understand it though. No, no, I understand why. Like, I'm just saying, if if say it was me and you in this situation, Chris, and you thought I costed you seventy two mil. And yeah, but I it's not to. about. But it's not about what you. But you think, weren't on though. papers, my guy. No, 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 that's what I'm, no, but that's what I'm saying. I'm saying from a non business standpoint. I'm talking about just like if we're just talking about. It, yeah, right? but that's what I'm saying. Like, even if me and you are just talk, put it in the same thing, right? Me and yeah. you are just talking about it, right? And then you come to me and you're like, "Yo," um, or I come to you and I'm like, "Yo." Me and you worked on something, and I didn't get my share, my fair share of the thing. And then you turned to me and was like, why would I pay you when it's your fault that I lost out on the big deal, right? Yeah, yeah. And then I'm saying to you is, family, like, that, what happened over there, that's he say, she say, whatever the case is. We know for a fact that you owe me money. That's true. So let's handle fact before you want to start dibble-dabbling into what you believe or what I believe. That's just, that's just the way I see it. Yeah, it's like you, Nerlens knows for a fact he did not pay when he was supposed to. Anything after that, handle that, handle that business first. And, then, and then if you want to go down and then you want to handle me, if you whatever you want to do, we'll handle it however you want to handle it. You want to sue me for the money? Fine. We'll, we'll go in front of a judge after you pay me what you're supposed to pay me, though. Yeah, but like, that's, that's easy to say. That's not how America works, though. <laughs> 
Fam, you can't just get up and counter-sue me. Like, what? That's how what America that? works, fam. What is that? Fam, in America, you know man, sue for whatever, and they don't... Yo, a man like 50 Cent filed bankruptcy before he paid him. <laughs> fam, I under, listen, like, honestly, I understand. I, I understand Nerlens and he... America's an idiot thing, though. Like, it's just but like, I, that's what I'm saying. I, I understand Nerlens feels like, you know, he he's going to lose out on money that he'll never recover again. But what I would tell him if I was in his camp is that, you know... Number one, accountability and self-accountability is the biggest thing. Like, obviously, you played a role in saying, I'm turning down $18, millions a year, $18 million a year to bet on myself. When yeah. you, you know your injury Hold on. I think before. you're missing yeah, an important but, but Rich, part, though. Him, right? him suing Rich Paul does not mean he's not taking accountability, though. That, like, it doesn't. Not enough, then. No, it, but it, he's then not it, taking enough accountability because the problem is, is that you made a decision without having a man's on papers. If you're my agent, it's one thing for you to advise me to make a decision. I understand there's ethics in place and whatever the case may be between agents and they should up, up, uphold a certain standard, whether they, that's a client or not. But at the same time, if you're there and you have enough faith in a man to make a decision without him being on papers, that's your own fault. No, no. But the thing Yo, is, listen, he, I'm not feeling... Like, don't confuse what I'm saying. I don't yeah, feel you're not, bad he's not. Him. He's not feeling bad. I don't just feel bad. To, yeah. I'm just saying, like, if this... This um, structure is in place where men have to abide by a specific set of rules, whether there's papers or not. Then but, but Kev, say it is. Say it is, yeah, right? Yeah. I feel like men's fire agents for bad advice all the time. Is this something that you can take somebody to court but over? You, this is this is a thing, Chris. And this is what I was, I was going to get to at the very end. Yo, this happens a lot more than we think. We would That's not know I'm about saying. this. But, no, so we would not know about this if it wasn't because it's Rich Paul and Clutch Sports. So that's that's another thing. Like when people are talking about it as if this is some weird thing, men's talk about how they have to part with their agent. Men's talk about how they lost millions to their agent, this, that, managers, and that. Men sue agents all the time, bro. Like it happens all the time. So I'm pretty sure that this is in terms of the courts. Men see this all the time. It's just because it's clutch sports, we hear about it. Because the Nerlens Noel, you know, meltdown in terms of his contract and the amount of money he made was something that was reportable. But, like, this happens all the time still. Yeah, like, I feel like mans get bad advice all the time. Like, I always yeah. hear the stories about how, not even, like, losing millions, but I always hear the stories about how mans said I had to fire my agent because I don't know what the nigga was doing. Like, yeah, I don't know but what you he, see, like, that, you know the difference like, is you could fire a man he was when on he works paper. for you. Yeah, when yeah. he works for you. Yeah, <laughs> but you can't come to me with a party and have a drink in my hand and come talk to me. <laughs> about and then tell, but, I'm so so move on that. That's the thing. That's, that's again, again, assuming those things are in place, like that, what I explained with a financial advisor, drink or not in your hand, you're actually responsible. That's why I, I hear that, but like so, I'm saying, if they're in place, I don't know. But so if they are in place, then there's probably going to be grounds where they can have an argument. Obviously, what it's going to come down to is probably Rich Paul. You have to justify what you said, right? Like if you're telling a man you could get more, as long as you can justify it, the courts are probably going to allow it, right? If they look back and you, you can prove that there was no way I was going to be able to get 72 million, which obviously sounds stupid for Nerlens Noel to go back in the past and say, yo, I have to justify now why there was no way I could have got more than 72 then there's probably going to be an argument still. I just don't yeah. understand how a man could be talking about millions when you have a cup in your hand and little babies playing in the background. <laughs> that's not the setting. I'm sorry. No, yo, that's, for both, yo, that's the thing. That, that's for both of them. But yo, maybe maybe it was one of those situations where Rich Paul thinks he's having a casual conversation, which he's still responsible well, that's for. That's what I'm saying. Come on, Nerlens. Like, I feel like Nerlens is just one of those guys he's impressionable. Because I swear yes, he took I, his and phone I, and locked him in a closet. Like, and, I, and, I, and I wholeheartedly agree with you. But what I'm saying is, 
again, assuming Rich Paul has to adhere to those standards, it is what it is. So. Can't be talking M's with baby in the background. That's crazy. Um, that's where deals get made, though. So. Yeah, but let's finalize the deal before I make a move on it. That's where deals get made, still. Foolishness. Um, let's move forward. I'm gonna let you one. I'm gonna let you, Kev, start this one out. Your boy CP3 saying he's addicted. Underline bold, italicized, addicted oh, is... to the finals. Go ahead, though. Go ahead. Defend friends. Like Hennessy. This is actually peak off season still because I don't know why we're talking about this. What do you mean you don't know? What, what do you, do you fam? What, what do you like? What is he? What is he issue? addicted the man, to? The man got a taste of the 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 finals, and now the man wants more. We all know he may never get back again. What's the left to talk about? Come on, man. Fab, what is he addicted to? <laughs> you're telling me a man. You're telling me a man can't be addicted to the finals. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, but you have to be fam, there LeBron enough LeBron times can. to be addicted. LeBron, LeBron, LeBron no, you is actually addicted. Don't. One hit, heroin, a... one hit of heroin, one hit of heroin, you're addicted. Family, no? family. Is it? Nah. Yes. I swear you have to use addicted. it a second time before we call it. Oh, see, addicted, see so. mans, but mans are, mans are confusing, right? Obviously, you can be addicted, but you have to follow through. The man can be addicted and, want, and be fiending to get back and never get back. I don't back. know if he can be addicted Damn. after one shot, though. I think you have to be there a couple times before you, you have to be an addiction. You have to be a frequent, way, a frequent the way user. Mans talk, the way mans talk about the finals, saying one taste and you want to get back. It sounds like Obviously, a loser. You can, want, you can want it all you want. That's so, just a bad... Yeah, so we have to, Hold on. Fam. You can be an addict and not be able to get it. Nah, addicts are Nah, I don't it. think so. So no, addicts get it still. But you're not <laughs> addicts understanding. Addicts are getting it. You're not understanding. <laughs> this is the part you're not understanding. Because <laughs> if you take one hit of heroin, you're deemed to be addicted. They said that's yeah, what heroin okay. is. Okay, and the one heroin shot. user is going to get himself some more heroin. Okay, well, that's yeah, but if you don't get another heroin, heroin shot, you if you don't get it, that's what I'm saying. If you don't, if you never get another heroin hit, then that means how can how can I say that okay, you're, then, you're then a you're, heroin then user? Then you're no longer addicted. Yes, you're no longer addicted if you can never get heroin again. I don't understand why Mazer asked me. I don't care. <laughs> like, I don't care. It's Mazer. Mazer coming to me over one word he used. The man saying he wants to get back to the finals. We all know chances they are didn't say that happen again. I say you like I'm eager to get back. He just okay. easily said that. Addicted? Come on. Okay, but we know what he's trying to say. And we nah, know it's probably don't. not. Oh, so so you don't know. <laughs> don't I don't know because he's a very I'm smart man. Words are powerful. And, and we're saying. Chris Paul's no idiot. He understands the know, meaning of words. So. And we all know he's most likely not getting back. So man's can just leave. So. Man's <laughs> want me to get up here and cape and say he's going to go back to the finals. Just shut up, man. Nah, what I want you to do is just <laughs> tell the truth, huh? A lie? <laughs> see another finals. The truth is, he's wilding. Just relax, Chris Paul fam. Relax, relax. Just take it. Take a deep breath. Okay, yeah. that's it. Just take a deep breath. I understand. You went to the finals for the first time in sixteen years, and all of a sudden, you're addicted. Bro, what? It's very, it's very weird for man's to move like him not getting to the finals is the biggest travesty of his career and then when he gets there he's not supposed to be excited about it still so it's just weird like Fam, you can be i'm not saying that he can't be excited i just want him to ease ease up like ease up with the wording you know what i'm saying like he may never get back there or chances are he won't go back let's just move on man's don't waste your time man's have to ease up with the word and stuff it's irresponsible <laughs> and it, and it's it, it's it's unbecoming of him as well too so like he's better than that I feel. I feel. I don't know. CP3 looks like I a feel. type of Yo, guy, you know? We said something at the end of the pod, Robs, and we didn't even really get to really delve into it. Robs is saying if Russell Westbrook gets a ring with the Lakers this year, he's better than Chris Paul. The accolades I mean, support it. 
I need you to fend, fend your mans. Fend your mans. I'm not bringing myself to do that. Because, again, like, man, <laughs> see, I'm not an idiot. Check, I'm, I'm not an idiot. I'm, I'm definitely not an idiot. So you trying to bait me? <laughs> it sounds like man's had this combo, and he just wanted to bring it up when I was here. Trying. Nah, was trying. Was nah, no, that yeah, ass. That ass, because, nah, nah we, were, we didn't even really get to go into, like, the whole Russ yeah. being on one team, four teams in the last four years. Because, like, my... My First of all, baby, hold on. My baby girl started balling, so I had to go get her. So we had to cut something? the pot quick. Can I say something? This yeah. idea saying man's were on four teams in four years when the first team he came from, he was on for like 10 years as fuck. Man's got to stop that talk. Him leaving OKC and you're just going to add it into the four teams is foolishness. He's been on three teams in three years. For I'm talking about Russell Westbrook, but man's are baiting me into it still. Anything else? Well, not he has. He has been on four teams. I understand. Literally, he has. <laughs> he has. But, when you, but when you say that, it makes it sound like he's just been making bare stops. I just want to make it sound like facts. He has. He's been on. This is his fourth well, listen, stop listen, in the four, listen, last four years. Listen, I'm not a Westbrook man, and he's I'm better than Chris Paul. That's crazy. It's not a specific. It's not a specific thing to Westbrook. I was just saying in general that shit kind of annoys me, but. Yeah, I'm not offended. So if, if Russell if Russell wins a ring, he's not better than thing. I don't believe so. Right. We'll go through the race and later. Yeah, that's kind of biased. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's biased. He's an MVP still. Were you waiting me for me? Because I'm not. I promise you, I'm not. Silence. Let's think I'm an idiot. What's the, what's the next CG three topic? Come on, what's next? Yo, the only thing I'm left. Yo, where is he's out of the top five still? I don't know. I don't know. A blown two o, a blown two, a blown two o lead just added to the added to his resume. Where is he's the ultimate salesman? So it's it's very ironic that Chris and Cliff Paul, that State Farm were, were ahead of the time. Like he is the embodiment of the two. You know, like he's he's truly two in one. Like he is Chris Paul, and he's a great basketball player. But at the same point, he's Cliff because like he sold more than anyone has ever sold in history. But I understand that you don't want to delve deep. I just love that it's on record, though, so <laughs> we can move on. Time the salesman that is Chris Paul still. All right, let's move forward to the last topic of the day. Kevin Salins right now. Um. It hurts when your man sells still. It truly does. <laughs> it truly does. Oh, come on. Yeah, Matt, they... <laughs> yo, people are actually listening to this, bro. Don't disrespect me like that. I just listen to you guys go on for three minutes. Come on, move on. You're not drawing me out. I promise you. Man must think I'm rusty after being off for a month. I'm not. Yo, don't kill me. Um, so let's move forward to the last topic on the on the docket today. Um deals with vaccination. So basically, the NBA is making a push uh, t- for players, all staff, and all associated uh, personnel to get vaccinated because originally they were saying that they wanted to get vaccinated to prevent any uh, contact tracing or any suspensions or any delays that could possibly arise as a result of um, people not being vaccinated and potentially spreading COVID-19. But now they're basically saying that they need everybody to be vaccinated because of the new variants, especially the Delta variant, and how it's starting to kick up, um, it could actually pose a threat to the NBA season and schedule. Um, I don't know if it means that like we're going full bubble, but I just I think they're trying to get to the point where they don't have to have interruptions or pauses or um, 
rescheduling of games as a result of uh, contact tracing, COVID-19, whatever it may be. So they're really making a push for all personnel to get the vaccination um, shot. Me personally, I'm vaxxed up, so I don't really see an issue with it. If there's individual players that have an issue with it, so be it. You guys are millionaires. You guys probably don't have to play, but just know that this is the new laws. It's not only the NBA. Companies across the world are making this a mandate where you have to be vaccinated to go on the premises. So it's not really any different. It's not anything um, outside of the scope of what a normal job place is asking for these days. And on top of that, like, just know what it risks to your rear. Like, you know what I mean? It's going to be a, a cost-benefit analysis because guys at like Wilson Chandler said, I'm not doing it, and then haven't seen the season since. So you got to make your own decisions. Oh, and oh, maybe next one. Yeah, Yo, maybe next. Maybe um, I'm a man where I believe you should just do what you want still. Right? I also, I'm also a man that believes that if you're going to work somewhere and you're not going to abide by their rules, I don't feel bad for you. Now, if you want to argue that the rules are wrong, fine. But while you still continue to play there, either abide by the rules or shut up and go away. It's that simple. We're talking about men that are making millions of dollars. So I know if you're not, a lot of these guys, if you're not playing, you're not hurt. Right? So if you don't want to get vaccinated, I don't blame you. Just don't do it and shut up. Now, if you want to argue that the rules are wrong, <coughs> I hear you. But do not continue to play and then complain when all these things happen, if you, whatever, have to be out missing games. Now, for me, just as a fan, I hope this makes the NBA season better in terms of less people miss games. Like I would assume that the contact tracing is going to be less of a big deal with more people vaccinated. Whether or not people are still going to be getting COVID probably doesn't change that. And if yeah, you get COVID, they're still, still going to sit out. out. Yeah, but <laughs> what I think the difference is the contact tracing, which which had a lot of mans down more than actually having COVID. Like KD missed time like three different times. I don't think at any one of those times he ever had COVID, right? So I think it should make the NBA season better. I hope it does. Um, if it doesn't, then for me as a fan, at least looking in, it's going to be like, what's the point? But obviously, as an organization, they have the reasons for why they want it to. It's money, it. bro. That's all it is. It's like it's just them trying to protect their wallet and like. But 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 I want to make that clear. Them protecting their wallet in the sense it also as a fan it helps us being able to watch the games. Though. Like, I guess, but like I, I get, I'm looking at it in the sense of it's just crazy to me, and it's not only about the NBA because, as Rob says, like this is happening basically everywhere. It's just ironic to me that how fast messaging can change. Like, I remember when they said that, um, you know, players, it's up to them whether or not they want to get back to them or not. Yeah, but it's it's not up to them. But this is the thing, though. I know where you're getting to, Chris, because you're saying, like, they're basically given no choice at this point, right? Yeah, like, it's a this false is, choice. No, no, it's this not is up world, to me if it's a no, false choice. Right, but this is the world, though. Even, even, even regularly when they when they told you they're not going to force you to get vaccinated if you have if you thought about it you would know at some point they're going to take things away from you that you will want to do which is essentially going to force you to get vaccinated and we've reached that point now so it's not specific to the nba the idea that we all have free will yes at the very end of the day it's going to be your decision but you're obviously going to face consequences there's going to be things you can and can't do and it's always been that way and it was always the plan to do but i think people also underestimate the the value in the bottom line when a company is bottom line is being affected they're going to make the decisions necessary to protect the bag especially when it's, when it's socially and, acceptable but, too. Hey, exactly. about, but that's yeah. but what i'm saying is like i'm a i'm i'm a realist when it comes to things like this right so like i remember when 
COVID, when they were first talking about the COVID vaccine, the masks were talking about it was a marketed beast, Ray Tate in the very early beginnings. I remember telling my show, I was telling my girl, like, listen, because she was like, oh, I'm not getting it. I was like, there's, there's going to come a, a point where teachers can't teach, doctors can't be doctors, right? <laughs> we can't fly. They will come a time. I was saying this last year, 2020, March, before COVID vaccines were even a thing, fam. So it's not that I'm saying, like, I don't understand that where we are. But what I'm saying is, is that I just simply, I don't like the messaging. You see what I'm saying? Like, I I want people to just be forthcoming. I want man to come out and say, listen, we're it's, it's kind of like what they're doing in the NFL. They're, they're telling them straight, listen, we're not missing games. We're not rescheduling games. So it's like this. I would rather that than I'm hearing, oh, you know, it's your choice. But at the end of the day, we're here for player safety. No, you're not. You're not, bro. You're here for the pockets. You're here to, to make the pockets of the owners safe. You're here to make sure that the league doesn't skip a beat. If mans get COVID, mans get COVID in your eyes. Because mans are still going to get COVID and you don't business. You just want to make sure that mans don't make, miss out on the money that we're supposed to be making. Just tell me that. Just yeah, okay, that. so what if they me, did the Chris? This, don't feed me this. shit, fam. Don't what feed would me they, shit. They, they, my thing is, I understand what you're saying, but like, we all, we often forget that this is a business. So what if they said this? Okay, you don't have to take the vaccine, but if you are responsible for COVID tracing or you get COVID, then you don't get your, your game day check. And that's what they're saying in the NFL. I hear that. And and fam, and that's what I'm saying. I, I, I more so rate that. The whole thing of, you know, people having their free will to get of whatever the case is, or people have human rights to not be forced Sorry. to do all of this, whatever the case is. Listen, we, we man should have known better than that, is what, what? I, is, is what what is I think. What is the what? NBA actually saying? Like, uh, as opposed <clears throat> to the NFL? Because I know what the NFL So What is the NBA actually saying? The NBA just came out and said that basically all personnel that want to interact with the players have no choice. They have to be vaccinated, or they will not. Oh, the but that's players, that, oh, but those are no. I meant players specifically. Yeah, I, the, I know the job, like the man. Yeah, the the players specifically, they don't have to, but they're going to have to get tested regularly, and that's basically kind of the same thing that the NFL is doing, where yeah. the players necessarily don't have to, but as opposed, the NFL though is saying that teams have to reach to eighty percent vaccination, or they can't practice together. They can't go to meetings together. They can't do any of this type of thing together. So the pressure is on in that type of way. The NBA didn't get to that point yet where they're saying that, you know, we need 75% of your roster to be vaccinated or you can't practice. I think the size of the roster matters. Isn't the 90% of the league vaccinated or something like that in the NBA? I remember seeing something like that. Maybe I'm... I'm not sure. No, I'm not sure. But you know, again, yeah, like, I think it was always going this way, bro. Like, at some point or another, it was always going to be like this. Um... I think last year they started putting things in place. Obviously, once the season ended, you started hearing about how vaccinated versus unvaccinated are going to have different rules and shit. So, like, we're always trending towards this, bro. Like, even though I've been vaccinated for a very long time, like, I don't, I'm not a man out here advocating for anyone to get vaccinated. I genuinely don't give a fuck. So, I just, as a fan, if you're going to make people be vaccinated, if you're going to force them to get vaccinated, I just hope it makes it legal better for me to watch at least yeah i'm hoping that if with all of this nothing is better than it was last season then at that point i'm gonna just say like you just might as well just let mass do what they want Mm -hmm. that's how i see it that's definitely how i see it it's how it goes it's a crazy world bro we lost the fight at least i lost the fight lost the battle i was never really putting up the fight for too too long still i wasn't beefing still i did a little research and big beefing 
Yeah. I don't know. But before we get too political on vaccinations, um, let's wrap it up. <laughs> it's the hardware report, man. Available on all stream platforms, 8 a.m. every Monday morning. You already know what it is. Like, comment, share, subscribe to anyone who's willing to take a listen. We're working on some stuff, guys. Hopefully to come through the pipeline in the next couple weeks. Um, again, feel free to like, comment, subscribe. It really do help out the pod um, as we try to grow the audience. Um, but other than that, again, it is the hardware report. You guys have anything you want to say before we get out of here? No, I'm good. Uh, what What are we, like a month away from Actually, preseason? Okay. Um, when does preseason right. start? Early October, October 11th. Right? Yeah, so about a, mo- a month and no, change. October 9th, October 9th, I think. Yeah. Isn't that when the season starts? Nah, that's when the preseason starts. No, fuck. Nah, wait. No, yeah, yeah. That's when the preseason starts. Yeah, October 9th, yeah. That's when the season starts, man. No? That's what I said. Nah, I think October 19th still. So it's... Nah, it's not September, though. Fam, the preseason is usually like three weeks before the season. Yeah, but I think the season's starting earlier. The season's condensed, right? I'm going to tell you, I have it right here. Is this season condensed? Like, I mean, it starts... Okay, the season starts October 19th. That I've just confirmed. Mm -hmm. Oh. Um, that training means the preseason camp, has to start earlier than that. Day. Training camp is there a pre training camps are September twenty eighth, so I don't know when preseason is because that's only like two weeks. Days. Yeah, twenty days. So then when's preseason? There's oh, pop- sorry, the regular season on NBA.com says it starts October nineteenth. That's what I just said. Yeah, that's what. Kevin oh, I thought you said ninth. No, no, no. I so pre, I, no, I know there is a preseason. So preseason is probably the first week of October then. Maybe training camps one week. Is that how it usually works? Training camps know. usually two weeks. Oh, I don't know. But whatever, basketball is here just now. We're talking about <laughs> like, 49 days. It's actually time. Still. It's, it's actually time. time still. It's time, time, time. We have lots of content. And then we can move on to season two. We've been on season one for a while. The season two, fresh wrap up, new content, everything's going to be coming yeah, out. Um, but yeah, once again, it's the hard report. As I said again, like, comment, subscribe, share with whoever's willing to take a listen. Never hoard a good thing. Um, Monday's 8 a.m. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Take care.